So I just got word from my third, uh, my second son, old Jace. Jace sent word by his mother, my wife of 50 years, tell dad he's got to do exactly that same speech that he just gave. The problem is, I didn't have any notes. <laughs> so how can I remember what I just said an hour ago? One of the uh, errors I made, I think I said there was 8,000 miles around the circumference of the earth, 8,000 miles through it is what I meant. Canis Majoris, a planet out there, is like 1.5 million miles around it. It is huge. So how'd that planet get there? Through Jesus, all things were made. You have to be big to remove the sins of the world. Have to be big to conquer death. Have to be big to make a cosmos. You agree? Now, I'm about 600 years before the one who made the cosmos entered the earth. Lord, you persuaded me. I was persuaded. You overpowered me and prevailed. I'm ridiculed all day long. Everyone mocks me. Whenever I speak, I cry out, proclaiming violence and destruction. So the word of the Lord has brought me insult and reproach all day long. I mean, I'm getting nothing but trouble when I proclaim the word of God. But if I say... I will not mention it. I just need to shut up. If I say I should not speak anymore in his name, his word in my heart is like a burning fire. Shut up in my bones. I am weary of holding it in. Indeed, I cannot. I have to proclaim the word of the Lord. I hear many whispering terror on every side. Report him. Let's report him. All my friends are waiting for me to slip. Perhaps he'll be deceived. Then we'll prevail over him and take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me like a mighty warrior. 
So my persecutors will stumble and not prevail. They will fail and be thoroughly disgraced. Their dishonor will never be forgotten. O Lord Almighty, you who examine the righteous and probe the heart and mind, let me see your vengeance upon them. For to you I have committed my cause. That was what Jeremiah was saying 600 years before God became flesh. Isaiah said this 700 years before God becomes flesh. It's like me telling you folks, giving you a prediction today, and in 2715, what I said happens. Pretty good prediction. Would you agree? Here's what Isaiah said would happen 700 years after he said it. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. Someone is coming and the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord will be upon him because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Someone would come and he would preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted because there's a lot of brokenhearted out there. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the captives. Somebody's uh, a captive. He sent me to release, to release the prisoners. That girl that just said amen, she understands what prisoners are. Her husband's in the penitentiary for 45 years. He's in prison. This person who's coming here 700 years from now, he will come to release the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. You fast forward 700 years, and a carpenter from Nazareth, he builds chairs. He's from Nazareth. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. Remember, I will be anointed with the Spirit, Isaiah said. He will be anointed with the Spirit when he comes to do his work. And news about him spread through the whole countryside. He taught in their synagogues and everyone prayed him. He went to Nazareth where he had been brought up, his hometown. On the Sabbath, he went into the synagogue, as was his custom. He stood up to read, and the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, and unrolling it, he found the place where it was written. And the place where he went to in Isaiah is where I just read to you 700 years before it happened. 
That's where he turned to. Check this out. Found in the place where it is written, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is on me. God in flesh is speaking, but they don't know it. He's a hometown boy, some carpenter. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then Jesus rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began by saying, and you talk about a mouthful, today, right now, this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. I'm the one Isaiah was talking about, Jesus said. There was a shudder went out across that crowd. They were like, do what? In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. How could somebody come down and give sight to the blind and release all the prisoners, preach good news to the poor? Who's big enough for the job to take care of every sin of the whole world? Who could do it? You know what I love about the story? It's because all the other stories, when it comes to religion, none of them have someone big enough to save the world. They're just not big enough. How big is Jesus Christ? The one who said, I'm come down to give freedom to the prisoners. Freedom. Check this out. You talk about a happening. If you hold my teaching, you're really my disciples, then you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I've come to release the prisoners to proclaim freedom for the captives. The truth about me will do that. They, the most religious people on the face of the earth, said, we're Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves to anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? What they're saying is, set free from what? After reading, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free from the God who became flesh, and the prophecies about him have now come true. I would think everyone in America would be saying the same thing. One, what's the truth? If it sets you free, better find out what that is. Uh, set me free from what? 
Here's a group of individuals, religious. We've never been slaves to anyone. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, I asked the last audience a simple question. Now, I will ask you. Has everyone in here sinned? You can raise your hand. How many of you have sinned? Now, if someone stands up in the back and says, I haven't, he just lied, which is a sin. Is it that we're all honest enough to say what these people wouldn't say? We're not slaves to anybody. Jesus said, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Sin's a problem. You have to be set free from that. And I will set you free from that. Listen, these are weighty words. He went on to say, yet you're ready to kill me. The very ones who sang were Abraham's descendants, and we're not slaves to anyone. Jesus said, you're trying to kill me, and you're saying you're not a slave to sin? Now, I want you to watch what he does. I'm telling you what I've seen in my Father's presence, and you do what you've heard from your Father. Jesus said there's two fathers at work here. One of them is my Father, who is God. And you have your father. And it's not God. If you were Abraham's children, then you would do the things Abraham did. As it is, you are determined to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You're doing the things that your father does. They have a relationship with someone who is their father, and it's not God. Who could it be? It's the same father in an audience this side. If you're visiting, you have two choices about who's your father. God or the devil. Watch. If God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and now I'm here. I've not come on my own. He sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you're unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil. It's the same way 2,000 years later. You either belong to the devil or God is your father. Where do you think all this blowback's coming from when someone preaches this? We hate him. He's a racist. He's a homophobe. He's lying. He's nuts. He's an idiot. Why all the hatred? Why is it the same message goes to two people? One loves you and the other one hates your guts. It's the same story. Some hate you. Others will love you the rest of your life. What's going on there? It's all in who controls you. You belong to the father, your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning. That's why you want to kill me, because he's the father of murder. 
not holding to the truth, for there's no truth in him. That's why the truth sets you free. You say, what gets in the way of the truth? When he lies, the devil, he speaks his native language. He is a liar, and he's the father of lies. Not only the father of murder, he's the father of lies. When you see murder and when you see lies, you say, who's behind it? The evil one's behind it. Yet because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? No. You're sinners, Jesus said, but I'm not. I'm God who's come in the flesh. They're like, what? In the beginning was the word. That's the one who told them they belong to the devil. In the beginning, as you remember, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning was the word. Jesus was there, along with the Spirit of God. You say, through him, he was God, and through him all things were made. What is it? Canis, Canis Majoris. A million and a half miles around it. You say, where'd that thing come from? It is huge. There's, there's bigger ones out there. Look up at night. You look at the cosmos. You're staring into a huge panorama of giant, giant, Giant structures, planets, galaxies. You're like, what in the world? Jesus is the image of the invisible God. The God of the cosmos becomes a baby, human, with no sex involved. By him all things were created. I told you to look up at night and you're saying, who made that? Jesus made that. And he comes beyond the cosmos. Becomes a human. He has no money. He's born in a barn. He has no house. He never covered but about a 30 or 40 mile circle in his life. And he said, I am the truth that will set you free. You know what I call that, ladies and gentlemen? I call that the mother of all arrivals. What do you call it? You got anybody else that ever made an arrival like he did? Coming out of the cosmos, the creator of it, the creator of male and female, the creator of the animal world, the creator of the mountains and the oceans and the planets and the stars, and he becomes a human being? Quite a story. It's the mother of all arrivals. There is no one ever that's shown up on planet Earth with an arrival like that. 
You agree? Why? He created all things, things in heaven and on earth, visible, invisible. How were they even known 2,000 years ago to write down he created invisible things? Did they have any microscopes 2,000 years ago looking at invisible things? I don't think so. Had the writer know that they were invisible things to begin with? Had they, had he, had they know that? Protons, neutrons, atoms, molecules, all made through Jesus, visible and invisible. Thrones, powers, rules, authorities. All things were created by him and for him. He's before all things, before time began. And in him all things hold together. I think it's time for that planet's life to end. I think I'll make a cosmos. You reckon he's big enough to remove your sin? You think he's big enough to uh, set you free from Satan? Yeah, the children of God, the whole world is under the control of the evil one. People don't believe that. What are you trying to say, Phil? Uh, the Lord's servant must not quarrel. He must be kind to everyone. This is 2 Timothy 2.24. Able to teach, not resentful. Those who oppose him, he must gently instruct in the hope, listen, that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth because the truth sets you free. Leading them to a knowledge of the truth. You try to get them to see it over and over. They mock you. They ridicule you. Come on. Come on. Listen. This is the truth that will set you free from the evil one. I'm not, I'm not a slave to anybody. So that they can escape from the trap of the devil who's taken them captive to do his will. God is your father, or the evil one is your father. God became flesh. I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you've taken your stand. By this gospel you're saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise you believe in vain. What I received, I passed on to you as a first importance. You said, why was it a first importance that Christ died for our sins, was buried, and in three days raised from the dead? Because that's the truth that sets you free. We always thank God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ when we pray for you because we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love you have for all the saints. The faith and love that spring from the hope that's stored up for you in heaven and that you've already heard about, listen, in the word of truth, the gospel that has come to you. All over the world, the gospel is producing fruit and growing. Just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and understood God's grace and all its truth. When you get home, 
You read the first three chapters. You don't need to read a few verses of chapter 3. It's an exact outline as follows. Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, he being God in flesh, big enough to do the job, set you free from Satan, set you free from sin, set you free from the guilt of your sin. Hebrews 10, 22. His blood will cleanse your guilty conscience. You can put your head on the pillow at night and say, my goodness, I've been set free from Satan, sin, guilt, and look, and from a law of works that you never came close to keeping. The law is holy and good. Any law of works, you say, everybody on planet earth outside of Jesus is under a system, some type of legal system, where one violation condemns them. And there is no provision for those violations. You say, what's the problem with the Sharia code? All the Muslims break it. And there's no Savior as a provision for their breaking it. They need a Savior. Muhammad's not big enough. The creator of the cosmos had to come down personally in order to do it. See the difference? There's no talk of any other religious figure being the creator of the cosmos. No, sir. Satan, sin, guilt, law, the grave. I figured it up. Me being a C-plus man, I had... Dan the butler, backing up. I said, Dan, I have a number here. And I went with 2015 years since Jesus, because it is 2015 years. Right? Is it 2015? Yeah. Well, count back 2015 years, you get to the day, the year Jesus showed up. You say, he lived on the earth 32, 33 years. And then he was resurrected after his death from the, from the grave. The truth about Jesus includes his resurrection, which will set you free from the grave. Obamacare is not going to do it. Do you believe me? It's not going to do it. You're like, set me free from the grave. You come down, no money, no house. Wait, you camping out all the time? You end up dying, and they bury you like they do everybody else they killed. And three days later, you stand back up on the earth? Not only did he participate in the mother of all arrivals, I would say culminating with his dead body being energized and standing back up on the earth while he was here would be the mother of all visits. 
You ever heard of someone coming along and visiting planet Earth that ended up by coming forth out of the ground and standing there alive? I haven't. Eyewitness accounts. And boy, not only did he arrive, the mother of all arrivals and the mother of all visits, after he comes forth from the dead, he says, I'm going to hang around for about 40 days so you folks can get a good look at what a body looks like having stayed three days in the grave. This can happen to you, was his point. And they're standing there talking to him 40 days later. And now we have the mother of all departures. <laughs> He's talking to him. But if you could make the cosmos and you could beat death, defying gravity would not be that big a jump. What do you think? You ever heard of anybody who has pulled these things off? Really? You're trying to tell me there was 50-something writers that wrote this. They were writing hundreds of years apart or thousands of years apart. How in the world could you have all gotten together? You think Isaiah was around 700 years after he said, there'll come one who will release the prayer? That's 700 years that way. Isaiah died. You're like, what he said happened. Could you have dreamed up that story? Well, now you've heard what the truth is. God became flesh. Our calendar is based on him. He took away Satan. I'm sending you, Paul, to open their eyes. That's the guy who was a murderer who wrote most of the New Testament. When Jesus took him down, he said, I'm sending you to open their eyes because they're blind. Remember, so the blind can see. And to turn them from darkness to light, hear this, and from the power of Satan to God. So then be sanctified by faith in me. Satan's a problem, sin is a problem, guilt is a problem. Many of you are eating up with it. The law and being perfect under a system of works is a problem. And the grave is a problem. And Jesus Christ solved them all. So when someone says, like the old guy, there's no great religions in the world. They're all stupid and dangerous. What you just heard, it doesn't sound like stupidity to me. Outlandish, quite a story. God is just. He'll pay back trouble to you, and this is the final freeing. He'll pay back trouble to those who trouble you. That's what Jeremiah prayed for. Lord, they're after me all day long. Let your vengeance be upon them. Well, he'll give relief to you who are troubled and us as well. 
There's one thing left, ladies and gentlemen. He said, what's left in all this story, Phil? The return of the one who became flesh and died and was buried and raised from the dead. He departed defying gravity and went back to where he came from. One more thing. Just one left. The return. He will give relief to your trouble. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven. He left here bodily. He's coming back in the same way. He's coming with blazing fire with his powerful angels. He will punish those who do not know God. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. What about the ones who never came to a knowledge of God and the truth about him? And he'll punish those who do not obey the gospel. That's the truth of our Lord Jesus. They'll be punished with everlasting destruction and shut out from the presence of the Lord and from the majesty of his power on the day he comes to be glorified in his holy people and to be marveled at everyone who believes. Marvel at. We're like, Lord, you did do it. We believed it. We put our faith in the death, your death, Lord, your burial, and your mighty resurrection. We remembered 99,150 Sundays ago. I figured it out. <laughs> I said, check it with the computer, Dan, because I may be off of my figures. He gets on his computer. He says, I said, how many? I didn't tell him. I didn't tell him how many Sundays ago. Dan figured it out. He said, I've got 99,150. I said, bingo. We're going with it. It's been 99,150 Sundays ago when Jesus came forth from the dead by my account. Give or take a few. You're like, there's a way off planet Earth alive. If you're visiting. There's a casket waiting on you. You're going to die. You've already said I've sinned. Put your faith in the truth, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Repent. Turn from your sins. Make Jesus Lord. And look, since he's going to remove all of our sins, what shall we say? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? This is the gospel of God's grace, the truth that sets you free. Shall we go on sinning? By no means. We died to sin. Critical point in a human's life. How can we live in it any longer? Don't you know that all of us, I'm quoting Romans 6, all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. That just like he was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. The old you dies to sin and is buried and the new you comes forth and you're implanted with imperishable seed. That's your guarantee that the truth about Jesus, his resurrection, will get you out of the ground. Don't miss that. 
So you say, what I do feel, when you're coming this way down here to obey the truth about Jesus, I'll be going that way. You say, why are you going that way? i got people that want to do me harm because of what you just heard. I'm leaving. But not before you heard the truth that set you free. Father, what a wonderful thing you have done for us through Jesus. Every question I have ever had, Father, you answered them all. Where did the cosmos come from? You said, feel. I, the Father, my Son, Jesus, and the Spirit, we made it. The cosmos, we put it there. God says, he put us here. Father, you've answered that. God says, you have some problems. Father, you know our problems. You sent Jesus to solve them, to get us out from under the clutches and the captivity and the imprisonment that we all went through when we were under the control of Satan. You removed our sin by the blood of Jesus, reconciled us to you. We were your enemies. You brought us back through the death of Jesus. Father, for removing our guilt, my goodness, my goodness, So much guilt, so much sin, you even removed that. Took us out from under a system of works that we never did do very well at. You put us under a system of grace, Father, whereby our love for you and our love for each other, we do far better at keeping the code that way than trying to keep every jot and tittle of it without your help. And on top of all that, Father, freeing us from the grave itself and proving it by raising Jesus from the dead. Father, you have told the world that you've appointed a day when you will judge this world with justice. And you've given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. Father, 99,150 Sundays ago, Jesus came from the dead. What I want you to know, Father is that we remember. We have not forgotten, Father, what you did. Thank you. And we're here on this Sunday, all these Sundays later, telling you we have not forgotten. Our faith is strong. We know, Father, you are the Father of truth. Thank you, Father, for giving us your spirit that seals the deal. We love you, Father. Again, thank you. If there is anyone here, Father, I would pray... If need be, you grant them repentance today so they can participate in this great kingdom of ours. It's in the name of Jesus who made all this possible, I pray. Amen. I'm done.